This is the Crossroads Podcast Network. Welcome back to the On Mission Podcast, everybody. Annie, say hi and welcome back. Hey, everyone. Thank you guys for having me and for having my dear friend, Christina. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so glad you guys are here. Yeah, we've been a kind of on a break, so this is fun. And yeah. we're like, if Annie and Christina want to hang out with us, we should probably get it. Let's get it fired up. Yeah. And to what Dan said, you know, we had sometimes from the stage, we can't go into all of the details that are so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Husni was preaching this last weekend, which was amazing to get to know him and hear his heart for Horizons uh, ministry in Lebanon in the Middle East. And, you know, I think in the, during the second service, he was like, you should hear Christina's story. It's amazing. And you, you were on a phone or you had something to do. I'm sure he keeps you really busy. Yeah. And then, uh, but so we were like, this will be, and he's like, you should come hear Christina's story. So we thought this mm-hmm. was a pretty great opportunity just to let you share with us, you know, what's God doing in your life? How, what's God doing in the Middle East, even admit, update about Horizons and what, because I think it's such a great ministry and it's been so good to mm-hmm. obviously know you, Annie, but to hear even more of the ministry you're, you're a part of mm-hmm. in Horizons and George, Pastor George, the founder. So. Mm-hmm. So, Annie, let's just give a, a brief update on your life since the last that we heard, and then we can hear from Christina's story as well. All right. What would you like to know? Um, well, you oh. did go to Lebanon just recently. Yes. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so up on the platform, I got to share a quick story. Um, but, yeah, I was over there for a two-week trip this time, first week with John and Rosa with the medical team, and there were 300 uh, patients served um, from, <laughs> from right. Syrians. Yeah, I shouldn't have your own mom on this. Down the so wrong tube. You need some water. <laughs> I, I need less water. I think less actually water. That's, that was the problem. Sorry, Annie, keep going. It's all right. We're good. We're good at it. There were 300 patients served. And yes. Matt just starts choking. <laughs> he was, he got, all, it's, it's, got it's all choked beautiful. up. Yeah. Yes. So Syrians and Lebanese, um, Muslims and Christians, and um, the majority Muslims or like Orthodox Christians. And so one thing that I really appreciate about like John and Rosa is that um, they're in agreement with us of like, we're going to, you know, pray over each person in the name of Jesus. And, you know, with whatever amount of time we have with that patient, you know, share something with them about Jesus. Wow. So a seed. And the clinic is hosted at a church. And so people who, you know, want to come back, they know where to go. And we connect them with people, church members. Um, and the church ministry there is thriving. I was so encouraged because during my four years of, like, living there, I saw so many Syrians coming to Christ, and that's still the case. And on this trip, now it's, like, God has worked from the blast that happened on August yeah. 4th. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, to shake up Le- Lebanon in a different way spiritually, so more Lebanese are coming to Christ wow. right now. So, yeah. How was it? I mean, because you had lived there for a very long time, many years, and I know your heart's there. Now you're doing awesome ministry back mm-hmm. in the States. How did it feel to go back to where you were living and see uh-huh. all your old friends again and yeah. people that you were hanging out with? The only way I can describe it is that my heart is burning. <laughs> yeah. My heart is burning. Wow. Um, 
for just like what God is doing there. Um, but my heart also burns to see the church rise up and be more active too. So that's part of the reason why I'm here is to mobilize more people, more believers, uh, to be involved in sharing the gospel with Muslims, whether it's here in, in Grand Rapids in Michigan, we've got lots of Muslims here, or if it's overseas. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe that's a good before Christina hang in there. We're, I can't yeah, wait to hear your story. But <laughs> yeah. I think it maybe gives it good context because the organization you work with, Horizons, mm-hmm. maybe just share quickly about that and George Husni and why he was here uh, mm-hmm. to, to teach at our church, to preach at our church. Yeah, so George Husney, he's the founder and president of Horizons International, the ministry that I'm serving with. And so he came and just to kind of encourage the church and and share with them, you know, the encouraging news that, you know, Muslims are coming to Christ. So often we can hear the opposite um, or just have that mindset that they're closed. But the truth is that God is stirring up their hearts. So he came to to shake us up and say, come on, join us. Let's yeah. do this together and Is speak boldly. Is Horizons just working in Lebanon? Or are they in different countries? Uh, there, there's in, in Kosovo and uh, Iraq. Where else? I'm blanking. Albania, there's some ministry. So a, lot, a lot of places. Oh, yeah, cool. kind of spread out in different places. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Christina, you... Came with George on this trip to yes. Michigan, and I know you guys were on the other side of the state for a little bit at a big conference. Yeah, and we were blessed to have you on Sunday. And so, maybe tell us where you're from, what you're doing, how did you get connected to Horizons, how did you come to know the Lord, or all those things. We just love to hear. That's a long story. So, do you have time? <laughs> oh, we have time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm from Kuwait. If you know where is Kuwait. Kuwait is in the Middle East, like next to Iraq and Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up as Muslim. My mother is from Iraq, and she's Shia, and my father is Sunni. And uh, I, I was familiar with both. I was kind of religious. And uh, in 2008, uh, I had a near-death experience. I had an accident mm-hmm. in Lebanon, and uh, I was literally dead in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have lots of beliefs about death in Islam that I didn't see any of. Like, for example, I I didn't really um, pray all the prayers, five prayers a day. Like, I missed some of them. And we we have uh, a belief that if you were about to die, a dark angel will come to you and he will ask you questions about your faith. This never happened. So I I saw a tunnel (laughs) and I felt like a dot being sucked in that tunnel that's not mm, never ends you know uh, and it was so weird and scary it was like an experience out of this world mm. and when I came back to life in the hospital they tried to bring me back to life and, and I was I, I, I had um, spiritual dra- trauma if I may call it mm-hmm. and um, after that it was Ramadan the month of fasting for Muslims and I didn't fast because of my uh, situation but for that month, I didn't fast or pray for the whole month. And I start um, re-evaluating everything mm. in life and all the spirituality. Uh, I stopped wearing hijab after that. Um, and I start becoming more spiritual, like a new age slash Muslim. 
uh, kind of thing. I started uh, learning about um, uh, energy healing. I became an astrologer. I became really famous in Kuwait as, as an astrologer oh. and uh, a pranic healer. <laughs> so um, I, I used to attract everything that I want. And, you know, I, whatever I want to do in my life, I, I'm in control and everything because you know at some point I lost control of my life and now I want to have mm. the control back uh, and I got a really good uh, job that I wanted very much and um, it was a, a TV show that I, I was producing I was very famous in the whole Middle East not only Kuwait for a year and uh, for some reason that I have no control over they stopped the show they didn't even give me my own money and uh, I was out of my job for no reason and wow. I, what did I do wrong with my attraction laws mm -hmm. laws of attraction <laughs> I did everything right my energy is good and you know what's happening so wow. I I hated God I hated God I became more atheist and angry about God bitter like I really wanted to mock God for in every situation like all my jokes were mocking God but at some point when I met atheist people, and you see how angry they are about God, I met atheist people in Kuwait. And, uh, you know, I, my heart broke because I felt like life is very bad. You know, it's very dark now without a God, without a hope. Uh, and I said, what if there is a God? What, what will we do? I asked my uh, atheist friends. And they said, there's no God. We created God. God didn't create us. It's just um, an excuse for a man to um, to find a hope, but there's no such a thing. Yeah. Just be responsible for your life, and that's it. Yeah. So I said, if there's a God, that would be awesome. If there is a God. <laughs> and I said, I want to give God one more chance. And I went back home to my bed, and I said, God, if you exist, just give me a dream. And... Uh, I will believe in you, and if you didn't give me a dream, then you, you have no right to uh, punish me, because you didn't show up, so we have a date. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to bed, I went to bed, and um, I, f I felt like a, a, um, a person of light, a, a human, or I don't know, a, an angel, was touching my ear, this ear, the right ear. and. Uh, touching my ear wiping it with um, uh, love mm. and I said okay so I'm atheist and I'm going crazy that's a perfect combination you can't, <laughs> <judge> <laughs> can't judge me because I'm crazy <laughs> so uh, I slept I fell asleep and in the morning I, I, I was really feeling great and I felt really good but mm. I had no dream and I said so that's it he didn't give me a dream so he doesn't exist and I was on my bed in a shock, like I wasted 30 years of my life worshiping a God that doesn't exist. I wasted lots of time and money, yeah. <laughs> you know, and hope uh, on something that never existed. So I start crying on my bed, like it was the moment where my God died. Mm. And then I heard that voice filling the room saying, I am the first and the last, and the beginning and the end, and the Alpha and Omega. And it was in Arabic because Arabic was, I mean, my language, my mother language. And I, and I said, so you speak Arabic? <laughs> I thought it's Quran. Wow. Mm. And then I heard his voice 
with all languages all at once, filling the room. And it was so uh, powerful over me, but it was also exciting. So I, I start writing down everything that I'm hearing. I'm mm. hearing. And I've never heard this in my life, ever. Um, and I said, okay, 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 so if you're God, what do you want me to do? And he said, read John. Hmm. And I don't know who John is. Who's John? <laughs> I have no idea. So I Googled whatever I hear, and it's Old Testament, New Testament. It's not Quran at all. Um, so I, I start thinking that I should ask someone who's Christian, and I asked an Orthodox friend of mine, and she said, oh, so God is just talking to you. I'm like, that easy? <laughs> is that easy? Hey, there you go. <laughs> so that he, she said, yeah, well, he talks to everyone. He loves you. I said, he loves me? <laughs> That's new. I never knew that. Why would he talk to me? And uh, I, I, I wanted to go to a church to ask about this. And we only have three churches in Kuwait, one Coptic. They don't let us in. They don't let anybody who's not a member to, to be in. And there's uh, the Catholic uh, church with a uh, worship in Latin or something. I don't understand anything, but they have good music. <laughs> and there's the uh, American Evangelical Church. It's one church. Uh, it's They have service in Arabic and English. Um, so I went there, and uh, I, I tried to act like I was one of them. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the service, I went to the pastor, and I said, um, he said, and who are you? And I said, uh, well... I have lots of questions, you know, <laughs> and uh, he said, okay, then come tomorrow at, at noon and uh, give me your questions, and, and I did. So um, 12 p.m. I was in his office with millions of questions, like from the Muslim background and the atheist background, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he opened the Bible and answered me every question with a verse. Literally, he didn't say anything from his mind. He didn't make up any answer. All his answers were from verses. And I understood everything he said. And he said, I want this book. He answered everything. I, I didn't find any more questions. And he said, I want this book. He said, I cannot give it to you. And I said, why not? He said, we are surrounded by cameras. It's illegal in Kuwait to give you a Bible. It's a crime to give a person, a Muslim person, the Bible. And I said, but I want to, I want to be with Jesus. Then he's God. He spoke to me. Then I, I, I want to be with him. And he said, "Well, if you believe in Jesus, then you're saved." And he said, "No, I want to be officially Christian." <laughs> and um, he said, "I cannot do anything for you, but you know, long story short, I, I found connections to come to America, and I got baptized 2015 Christmas, nice. Christmas 2015 in Chicago, and um, and I went back to Kuwait. And since then, I never shut up." <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in trouble. How did you meet George? I met George when I came back to America 2020 on March. Uh, I, I didn't find any church that would teach a convert like me. Uh, e even the church that baptized me in Chicago, they, they divided, so it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky, right? <laughs> so, um,. I connected with some converts from the Middle East, and they told me about George and his teachings. And uh, I met him in uh, Colorado. He said, "Yeah, come, let's meet." And he invited me there. And since then, we we started um, working together. Mm. What an amazing story! Yeah, yeah. we sure. don't we don't you know in the United States we don't hear many stories like that very often. Really? No, I mean, I, fascinating. 
And it's so mm-hmm. cool to just to know that God met you right where you're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it, so amazing. And too, I mean, so, crazy side note, curious why you picked the book of John. I mean, that's pretty cool. Because, because <laughs> Not curious, I think it's a good book, but oh, you, I, have a, you have a reason? I think, I think because in John it says who he is, and he's mm-hmm. the yeah, word of God. Right, right on. Yeah. Yep. And if he's the word of God, how come he cannot speak? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was waiting for a dream, but he he, he wanted yeah. to give me something even better. Mm-hmm. He wants to speak directly. Yeah. Has cool. this had a like a dramatic impact on your family? What's that again? Uh, has this been difficult for you in regards to your family? Yeah, sure. Well, my family didn't know for the first year, uh, but then when they knew, uh, I, I'm, I was married, so. In our culture, if, I, if I'm married, then I belong to my husband, and my husband is a believer as well. Uh, but my family-in-law, my family, they're against it big time. I'm sure that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I have no family, but the, my spiritual family is my family now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you get your first Bible? So when you came to America? I stole it from the... the um, Pastor, <laughs> yeah, I stole a God bottle. forgive me. <laughs> I said, well, I know you will not give it to me, so I will just claim just that she stole it. <laughs> I took it later. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will leave this on the table. Uh-huh. I'll be gone for ten minutes. Whatever happens. Yeah. And I still have it, by the way. That's cool. The mm. very same Bible, yeah. and it's my crime that I I, I carry it with me everywhere. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, what are you what are you doing now with Horizons? Are you officially working with them? Or? Uh, yeah, I'm an intern with Verizon. Um, I discipled many Kuwaiti uh, converts. Uh, I lead lots of uh, Muslims to, to Christ, and uh, every person is special to me. They're like my children, uh-huh. my friends. And uh, mm. it's not that I lead them to Christ and then I leave them. No, we're, we're still in contact for years and years, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, with Verizon, um, Pastor George has been teaching me how to. Uh, to teach the Bible for Muslims and how to explain uh, the, the Christian mm. um, perspective to a Muslim because it's different, it's way different. Like y- you might say the very same words, mm. for example, pray, but it means totally different thing. Gotcha. Yeah, wow. so I'm learning and uh, also I'm teaching. <laughs> nice. I'm a mother of lots of kids in faith, but actually mm-hmm. I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Are you, where are you spending most of your time? Are you mostly in Kuwait, or are you stateside now? Or I, I'm living here. I cannot okay. go back. Okay. Why not? Because of the persecution. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. Well, if you want. Um, I, they've been after me since 2018. They told the pastor, the American pastor in the American church, that uh, this girl is being washed because she she had lots of people coming to the church and were suspicious about her. Yeah. And I've been washed, and uh, you know what God did? I had an accident. I had to sell my car, and I said, "Why, God? Why?" But actually, it was God trying to protect me from being washed because I changed my car. I, I use other people's car, not my car, so they cannot easily see mm-hmm. where I'm going anymore. Um, and and then they used to uh, stop me or uh, follow me wherever I go. Sometimes they just ask me randomly, like. We, we can be like in the street or you know shopping me and my husband and a man comes to us and say show us your papers what are you doing here and uh, we just show them our papers and I don't know why and they told my husband she's Christian she's Christian and he said um, 
Yes, me too. So. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's not easy. Lots of people pla- blackmailed me. Like I told my uh, my friend, and she's my lawyer too. I told her, "What can you do if something happened to me?" She said, "Are you a convert?" And I said, "Yes." She said, "I will tell on you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she did. And she's my friend, yeah. <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. very secular. Wow, yeah. That was her. So yeah, it hurt. So uh, like lots of persecution. Like even my manager at the TV show that I, the TV channel that I work with, he asked me, "Is America paying for you or something? Is mm. Israel paying for right, you?" Right, right. <laughs> so they have lots so of So much scenarios. mistrust. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He said, "Why, why you're not Muslim anymore?" So. Who's paying for you? And if they're paying for you, I'm not paying for you either. So you have enough money, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, when you talk to a Muslim person about Christianity, where's the first place that you start, and what seems to be kind of your your I don't your go to. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't know if that would be. All right, we won't say translate that. Translate if that would translate it. I'm just. Well, what's uh-huh. easiest for you? Well, it depends where this Muslim come from. And there's like secular Muslims, there are religious Muslims, yeah. there are Shia, there's Sunnah, there are new, uh, new Age. But I don't, for New Age people, I just tell them you're not Muslim. So you're a bit of everything. How many gods do you have? That's the first <laughs> question. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, uh, money can be your, your uh, god, yeah. you can be your own god, uh, you know, your reputation can be your own god, your goals in life can be your, go- your own god, yeah. you know, lots right. of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Muslims, uh, they usually have the very three common questions. Why do you worship three gods? Uh, is really, Jesus really died on the cross? And uh, what else? <laughs> they have the, yeah, the, um, sorry, we covered like the Trinity. Did he the die Trinity. on the cross? And um, yeah, the Bible is corrupted. Yes, that, that's a big one. Yeah, and I answer usually those three questions every time. Mm-hmm my own way yeah, yeah for example the bible is corrupted i say is the bible from god they say yes i say so how can anybody corrupt word of god so if it's corrupted then it wasn't ever from god or it's not corrupted because it is from god they say hmm, makes sense but give me a proof i say okay then let's open the bible the other way around you know you know from the last page from the bible which is uh revolution 20 Re- revelation revelation 20 seconds mm-hmm. Which is like whoever, uh, whoever changes a word. Yeah. You know the verse. Yeah, yeah it's not. Revela- I, I think Revelation yeah, eighteen. No, the last. Okay, the last, the last one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe no, twenty-two no eighteen. The word okay. of God. Yeah. 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 His name will be uh, removed. Blotted out. Yeah. 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 And huh. wh- wh- when they read that, says, oh, that's a promise from God. So is God lying? No, he's not. So he, this word cannot be changed. I'm sorry. I believe God. I don't believe anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I usually answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other two things you can answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so great. It's really cool to hear your story and get to know you better. And uh, Annie, just even get a bigger glimpse into you know the work you do every day. And, yeah. And it's amazing. Well, do we have any t- more time yeah. for more questions? Because... Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> well, I'd love to hear from you, Christina. Can you share with us what were your expectations um, coming to the States about churches, about Christians? Okay, I love America. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Middle Eastern usually expect America to be a Christian country. 
Christian country, and they expect Christians to act like Hollywood stars. So Hollywood seems to them very Christian. So their idea about Christianity is Hollywood. So uh, when we come to America, usually we expect everybody to be Christian and acting this way. So that, that's not the truth. Uh, and also when I go to churches, they don't know where I come from. Like they don't understand that I need discipleship, that I need Bible study, that I don't understand the language that you're speaking. It's not about English and Arabic language. It's about the language of the Bible and the perspective, different uh, point of views that, that, that God has in the Bible than the Quran. They freak out, it's like, they don't know how to deal with such mentality and sometimes they're suspicious, sometimes uh, uh, they get anxious talking to me or afraid sometimes. They don't really believe that I'm as Christian <laughs> as they are, which hurts. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like mm -hmm. just because you were born in America that doesn't make you more Christian than I am. And mm -hmm. Jesus was from the Middle East, so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you can't uh, be racist with me. Mm -hmm. or uh, and yeah, this my expectation. I still don't have a membership in any church. I've mm -hmm. been baptized for six years. Mm -hmm. We well, can hang out at Crossroads. Yeah, <laughs> you can be a member. I don't know if we I have members, but you are a member of our <laughs> church. Really there you go. Uh, yeah, but I don't live here. Uh, I know what mm -hmm. you mean, though. That's, yeah, that's, that's really hard to hear, actually. I'm a member with my I wish things were different than that. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, I, I just. I just want to tell anyone who's hearing us right now, please don't be afraid of Muslims. They yeah. don't bite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just don't know what you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they're if they're angry in their responses, this is okay because it's just the culture. So don't freak out. <laughs> it's okay. This is the way we speak. <laughs> Very, Very passionately. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Dan does too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Like, what do you think the culture of Kuwait is going towards, I mean, has it always been so hostile, or is it loosening up, or is it getting worse? Getting worse. Why do you think that is? Way worse. Like, for example, I have a Catholic uh, friend, she's Lebanese, and she was wearing uh, tight jeans, and she was sent to jail. For how long? For a couple of days, then she was sent back to Lebanon. Wow. And she's married to a Kuwaiti. What they happened? they didn't even even the they just said this is too much. I mean, they're, they're just becoming more and more more religious. Strict. Yeah, yep. all religious. Okay. Yeah, more strict, more okay. racism, or more um, sexism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Can Can you share with us a little bit about what it's like to be a woman in the Middle East? I was just sharing this <laughs> in the car. It's bad. I know people might judge me, but when I first came to America, I lived with the pastor who baptized me, Daniel Benno, and his family uh, in Chicago. And, uh, you know, they treat their dog way better than any woman in the Middle East. Oh. <laughs> I cried literally. I said, Jesus, why didn't you make me a dog in America than a woman in the Middle East? I wish that. I want to be this way, mm. literally. Mm. And I felt so bad. I felt this unjust. I was angry at God. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, mm. you know, this made me stronger. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm. Because you need yeah. someone who's from there to tell you what's happening there. What happened in Kuwait, saving Kuwait. 
I can tell you are a very strong woman. Oh, thank you. That's mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, this is all very heavy stuff. I mean, mm. what excites you about what you're doing right now? Um, when, when I talk to Muslims about Jesus, it's like giving hope to someone who's dying. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a, a, a cancer patient and telling them you're healed. You're mm-hmm. out. Can can you believe how happy they can, they might be, mm-hmm. if you tell someone who's on deathbed, that yeah. just go out. Let's go for a dinner. Yeah. You're free. You're mm-hmm. okay. You're not. You're not dying. They just their life just spin around and changes, and you know you can see the light in their eyes, and they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're happy just giving life to other people. Life that God Jesus gave to you. You just pass it. This is the good news. We have very, very good news. <laughs> you know, it's just not not only news. It's life. So these are dead, waiting to be like totally dead. That we have two death, death, the first death and the eternal death, right? So they're waiting for the eternal death to happen, and they have no hope. If you give them a tiny, tiny hope, you will see how faithful they are. They really want God. They really love God. They just don't have hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you've been given a lot of that, George. I mean, he said on Sunday um, how much hope is spreading in, in the Muslim world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was very encouraging for me to hear. I mean, even some of the... I think in America, I don't know. I just I feel like that it's a mainly negative um, outlook on... Muslim people being open to Christianity or not, and so it was just—it's nice to hear you say that, and to even welcome and encourage people to to reach out more because um, it just gives us all the more confidence to uh, be able to share. And so, please I really share. Appreciate that, yeah. Please share the good news. Don't let it stop ever. Mm-hmm. We're sacrificing our lives to say the good news. Yeah. If you have the freedom to say it here, take them. Yeah. Take courage. You know, and just share it. So they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody needs that, even Christina. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, just kind of like running off that last point from Christina, and also just from George's message on, you know, this past Sunday. Um, yeah, just for us to, you know, openly share the gospel. George talks about, like last night he was talking about boldness. Boldness doesn't have to mean like aggressive and, you know, boldness is openness. So openly sharing about Jesus and who he is. Um, So whether to Muslims or to anyone else, share the good news. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Anything else that you'd like to add to that point, Christina? I don't know. Just imagine someone is dying in front of you so what would you do to save them I would beat them up if I have to (laughs) (laughs) just get out if if you tell a cancer like uh, a cancer patient who's about to die that you're healed they might say oh get out of my room right so expect such reaction it's okay they would they might not believe it like oh are you kidding do you think this is funny please leave me alone right they would say that, so expect any reaction. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're sharing the love of God that, he, that God gave to you. 
so God was patient with you, so please be patient with Muslims. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Annie, would you like to maybe pray a prayer blessing over their ministry? And yeah. It just feels right to be able to bless you with any words that we can. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, and we have an event tonight as well mm -hmm. that we're looking forward to where we can hear more about all this stuff mm -hmm. here at yeah. Crossroads. 7 o'clock. And we can put in the podcasting to maybe Annie's email. If you want to get a hold of somebody, learn more about Horizons or learn more about yeah. what's happening or how to get training. Yeah, how encouraged. to get trained. Yeah, because we, okay. yeah, I, I want to help people get equipped uh, and empowered to share the gospel. Um, and I'll be like back and forth from Lebanon to Grand Rapids, you know, back and forth. So if anyone's interested in a trip or anything or just getting plugged in here, um, let me know. So, all right, I'll, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to hear from our dear sister Christina and hear how um, just how you are at work and how you've drawn her to you and how you are working through her powerfully to draw many others to you. Thank you that you are a God of love, a God who uh, wants to reveal himself to, to the people. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless Christina and her ministry as she continues to share the gospel and disciple other Muslims. And um, I just pray for her that you would bless her and bless her with uh, a wonderful church community and a family of Christ so that she will not be doing this on her own. And I pray for all of us, um, just as Americans, as believers, Lord, um, help us to to boldly share about who you are and to bring uh, yeah, the hope that you are to, to the nations uh, for your name's sake, for your glory.